from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Today we have the author of Football Done Right. That is about as perfect as he can get. And joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline is that author, Michael Lombardi, host of the GM Shuffle Pod, former NFL front office executive, 30-plus years in the NFL, uh, and a three-time Super Bowl champ to boot. Uh, Michael, thank you very much for, for taking the time to join us. Uh, I want to talk to you about the book. Uh, but first, the the front office dealings, it's it's you know kind of perfect that your book is called Football Done Right, and we've been in Carolina here what, maybe watching it done not the right way for the last year or uh, maybe even more than that. Um, when it comes to writing the Panthers, uh, from your perspective, is, is it in the front office considered as important as it seems to pair a young quarterback like Bryce Young with an offensive play caller he can grow with? Well, I think more importantly, I think what what has to happen, and if you read any of my books, Gridiron Genius, my first book or this mm-hmm. book, it really comes down to the owner really understanding that his job is to set the philosophy of the team and to ask great questions and to build the team around uh, what that philosophy is, you know, and, and the owner has to do that because he's the one person who's never leaving the organization. He's there for the longest of time and when you constantly are digging up the roots when you just put the seeds in you kind of have a sense that oh man this isn't not going to you were not giving us enough time and I think that's Carolina's biggest issue I I thought David Tepper was going to be a great owner I thought David Tepper was going to be somebody who completely understood what it what it was like from a plan to understanding how to build a team to all those things having Pittsburgh and the, the role of the organization and what has to happen, but he's kind of gone off in a different direction, one that I don't seem to understand and one that I think, you know, has kind of been jockeyed around. And, you know, a guy with his wealth, you can give somebody a six-year contract. That doesn't mean he's going to give him six years to do the job. Look what he did with Matt Rule. He gave him a huge contract. And then, you know, after two, after two and a half seasons, he was ready to throw him out the door. So a lot of it comes from what are you willing to do as an owner? What are you willing to – uh, to build around, and how do you want to build a team? That's the question. If I, if he would have interviewed me, I'm saying like, look, Mr. Tepper, you tell me what kind of team you want, and I'll build that team for you. You know, if you want to have certain guys with this kind of character, and you don't want these kind of players, or what do you want? And then we're going to go out and make sure we get that. And we're going to build the team the right way. But unfortunately, that hasn't happened there. Is there a way to set up a, a buffer? Right, I think a lot are expecting that from Dan Morgan, where maybe he can step in between Tepper when he wants to meddle or have daily meetings and, and kind of protect the Dave Canales or Brant Tillis or whoever else is making the day-to-day football decisions. Yeah, I'm not sure that works, right? I don't see that as being an option. I think the owner has to be able to to really just kind of let people do their job. And Morgan's got a big job of helping a young head coach who's never been a head coach before. He's only been an offensive coordinator for one year. I mean, he's got a huge job ahead of him. And Morgan's going to have to help him. Now, Morgan's got a huge job ahead of him because – Look, let's be clear here. Morgan was part of the responsibility of where they are right now. I mean, he was there for every single decision. Yep. <laughs> so, like, he's going to have to address some of those things. I didn't understand that move, but, look, I don't understand most of the NFL. <laughs> Michael Lombardi joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Check out his GM Shuffle Pod and his book, Football Done Right, uh, out now. Uh, you, you brought up the decisions previously. Is there a way that a assistant GM, right? Because when Dan Morgan was hired, exactly the, the thought you just brought up popped into all of our brains, right? He's a part of the group that got us here, and 2023 was not very fun for the Panthers. 
Uh, is there a way that maybe an assistant GM isn't as responsible as you, you maybe you, you think he would be for getting the team to where it is? Like, like, is there a way where his role maybe was overlooked or he was ignored? Well, he's Scott Federer's best friend. I mean, they hired him together. I would think that Scott would have listened to, you know, he was involved in every single mm-hmm. decision. So, you know, I mean, I have a hard time understanding that, but he obviously convinced you know, the owner that he had a plan and he had everything. And now we are going to be able to evaluate how that's going to pan out. And we'll see for me, I'm a little skeptical to call to say the least, but you know, it happens in the NFL guys get jobs, you know, after they're, you know, they get brought in by their best friend and then they get a job. So who knows? Uh, to me, here's the problem. There's no systems in place. There's no culture in place. None of that is in place in Carolina because there's been no attempt to do that. There's been constant change, and there's been no identity. And if Morgan can deliver that, God bless him, he's going to need to do it. If if you were looking at this the, the, the roster, and we're talking with Michael Lombardi, former NFL front office executive, uh, three-time Super Bowl champ, uh, what's the, the priority number one? And, and obviously so much is about Bryce Young. Like If he's going to level up in year two from a roster perspective outside of you know, we could all say an owner with better uh, intentions or, or anything else, but from a player that you could add or a, a position group that you could upgrade, what's priority number one? Well, priority number one is to find out what wins in the NFL. You know, what are the traits that teams have that win in the NFL? And building an offensive line is priority number one. They don't have a very good line. The line wasn't well well designed last year. Two years ago, they could run the ball really effectively. Last year, they couldn't. Last year, they couldn't even run the ball. I saw it in preseason. It was bad. It was not designed, and it wasn't James Camp and the line coach's fault. It was kind of like the way they approached it. So, for me, it's about we got to build the lines. Teams that win in the NFL, it's not it's not a strange occurrence. Teams that win win because they have dominant offensive and defensive lines, and they have a quarterback who plays at a very good level within a system. That, that that is suited for his game. And that's really what happens, and that's what they need to start doing. they need they, they got to stop talking about being sexy and getting receivers and start worrying about protecting the quarterback or else he's going to get killed. Uh, it, it's it put very, very well. Um, I, w- I want to pivot just, just real quickly here to the coaching carousel because we just watched it all play out, really tracking interviews here and, and who's getting the, the ideas and trying to pinpoint everything. And then Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick stay. Bill Belichick still doesn't have a job. Mike Vrabel still doesn't have a job. Um, you worked so closely with Belichick for years, and and obviously all of us, whether you work closely with him or not, understand his greatness. Uh, why doesn't he have a job when there were you know seven openings, and and you would expect the goat to have one? Well, I think he intimidates too many people. I mean, is, do you really think that Dan Morgan's qualified to interview Bill Belichick? <laughs> well, it might have been Belichick interviewing Morgan, but. Uh, but, but. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 your answer. Mm. There's your answer. I mean, do you want to hire somebody who's smarter than you? You know, I mean, that's really what happens. Bill Walsh talked about this in 1977. The league is about guard your desk. Mm. It's about, look, I don't want – I mean, Sean Payton only had one. Interview. Sean Payton couldn't get the Carolina job last year. You know, it's about, you know, people sell winning. Well, we're committed to winning. Washington's committed to winning. They haven't interviewed Belichick or Vrabel. Are you really committed to it winning if you're if you're doing that? You're taking a chance on a coach who's never been a head coach before when you got a guy who's got six Super Bowls in his trophy case and you got a guy like Mike Vrabel who's won games. You're really you're going to sell this to your fan base that you're committed? This collaboration idea is funny because they all talk about collaboration. We need to be more collaborative. The two teams in the Super Bowl this year 
aren't collaborative. Both their head coaches have final say on everything they do. We're talking with Michael Lombardi. Mike, before we, we get to your book, and, and we actually just got one here, so, so I look forward to reading it, and I did flip open to the Julius Peppers page just kind of randomly, which was just a nice bit of a, a synergy. Um, but speaking of Julius Peppers, uh, edge rushers are so darn important. You look at this this Panthers team, they, they don't have a ton of pieces that a whole bunch of other teams want, but they do have a couple, one of them being Brian Burns on the edge, Derek Brown on the inside. If you're looking at this roster, are you trying to – use those pieces to maybe get back in the first round or, or bring in uh, some kind of trade haul, or are those guys signed to long-term deals if you're running the show? You know, I learned from Al Davis a long time ago. When you have two good starting pitchers, you don't trade one starting pitcher to get another hitter because now you only have one good pitcher. <laughs> so when you have good players, you keep good players, and especially when you have good players at positions that matter, right? When you have good players at positions that matter that are hard to find, you sign them, you keep them. And I'm keeping every good defensive lineman and every good offensive lineman I have on my team. I'm not letting them go. So I'll find other ways to get more assets. Football done right. Your your book that just came out, Forward by Jim Nance. You see uh, McAfee on the blurbs. You see Belichick on the blurbs. Uh, what do people get when they when they buy this book? Well, I think they're going to get a little bit of the history of the NFL, understanding it, you know, the top 100 players, how television has impacted the game. They're also going to read about the great coaches of our sport, you know, what, what coach is really undervalued. Our Marty Schottenheimer's won 200 career games, can't get into the Hall of Fame. Only one of eight men who've won 200 games, and yet he can't get into the Hall. So it's really a history book about the NFL and the impact of people that on my life that helped me grow as a football person. Well, if you ever if you ever want to do the deep dive into all the people that should be in the Hall of Fame, we're here for it. We've, we've got a couple couple that have ties to around here. That Call we, me back. We'll read the book. Charlie Sharp being number one. There we go. Tory Holt, Steve Smith. we got a lot of people around here that uh, that we think we, we could lo- uh, lobby for. Uh, but we appreciate it. I look forward to reading the book. Everybody go check it out. Football Done Right by Michael Lombardi. Uh, thanks, Michael. Thank you so much, Tim. Once again, Michael Lombardi joining us here putting a lot I think actually uh and and you know as as far as I'm concerned he's not a Panthers fan of any kind he's an executive that's worked all over the the league for 30 plus years he just very succinctly put how I believe a lot of Panthers fandom uh believes right now a lot of what they're thinking he just kind of put it on the table yeah which which was a nice little breath of fresh air and it's stuff that we have talked about but it's he knows it better than we do the the guy lived he's like yeah, this all starts with the owner. He's, it's this yeah, is where all of this starts. We we right could talk there. about roster. We could talk owner. We could talk about GM and coaching hires. Owner. owner. And if you're going to talk about the the roster line, we're going to talk offense and defensive line. If you're going to talk about Bryce Young, we're going to have to start there. It was just uh, I thought that was very good. Michael Lombardi again. Check out his book, Football Done Right. And I was not kidding. We had, we just got a copy around the office. Mm-hmm. I opened it up just to be like, let's see what this is. Boom, right to the Julius Peppers page. You 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 heard him mention that he he lists the top 100 players in NFL history. Peppers was one of them. Uh, and and uh, you have to buy the book to find out where he, they are they are ranked. Yeah. But uh, I opened up just on a whim to the Julius Peppers page, which is just it's a good omen for the book. I was sitting next to you when you did that. You yeah. literally opened the book. Like, oh, Julius Peppers. There it, it is. is. There it is. Right there. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. 
everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Canes. I guess they could feel us thirsting for some kind of hockey news during the All-Star break. Uh, they released an update on Freddie Anderson, which is much needed considering we know almost nothing about what is happening with who we expected to be the Kane starting goalie at the beginning of the year. Um, the update was essentially this. He's progressing well, and he gets to begin on-ice conditioning. With the key uh, part of that being on-ice, he is going to get on the ice uh, after dealing with a blood clotting issue over the, the, the past several months. He will be on the ice I mean, pause for applause there or something, right? This is good news. This is uh, the next step towards him being back on the ice in a hockey capacity, towards being on the ice uh, for practice, towards being on the ice eventually for a game. There we go. Now we're talking. Now, if I were greedy, I'd want some kind of timeline. All right, he's on the ice now for conditioning. Uh, when do you expect him to be on the ice maybe uh, for more intense activities, taking shots, uh, playing in games, right? I, just give us an estimate. Give us a range, right? But beggars can't be choosers. I will say I think that the, the part of the reason why I think this is good news, because if we're just being straight up and down, like 6 o'clock, right, if we're just being honest, it is a a underwhelming update, right? It's kind of... Hey, the update is not much update. Uh, but the fact that they, they put out the release this morning, we got it in our, our email inboxes at 10 a.m. It had hit all of the reporters and on social media by 1010. Uh, the fact that they put out the release at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday in the middle of the All-Star break when no other games are going on means they think it's good news. How, how often do we uh, call out a, a franchise or any kind of organization when they drop some news, you know, a half hour before a big game. So they know we'll all go, <gasps> never mind, watch the game. Or how often do we get on them when they put out a big piece of news at 5.30 on a Friday and we go, oh, what a news dump. Now mm -hmm. we're not going to get to talk about it till Monday. Or you promote a general manager at 5.53 p.m. 5.53 p.m. on a, on a, was that a Friday? On a Monday. No, that, was, that wasn't a Friday. But it was still news dump-ish. Mm -hmm. Uh that was Panthers, obviously. Uh, the Canes, though, they put out this news 10 o'clock on a Wednesday when they know there's no other NHL news really breaking because it's all-star break. That tells me they think it's good news. It's the opposite of a news dump. A news pedestal. A news spotlight might be the better way to put it. They, they dropped it in a news spotlight, so they think this is good. I think it's the next development in a, a game of chicken. And the game of chicken, right, you, you know, old school, like Greece, you're driving at each other in, in your your roadsters, <laughs> your, your grease lightning, 
and whoever uh, uh, turns the wheel last, or whoever tu- yeah, whoever turns the wheel last wins, right? First one to flinch, really, you're just kind of daring each other to a head-on collision. It was, it was what the '60s and '50s, whatever it was. It's old, uh, an old time. Um, the game of chicken, though, isn't between two people in a car with slicked hair and and leather jackets. The game of chicken is between on one side you have the Canes not making a move for another goalie. And on the other side, you have Freddie Anderson. The equivalent of turning the wheel, right? The equivalent of flinching is either uh, the Canes making a move for a goalie or Freddie Anderson returning. And they're going back towards each other. Nobody's moving. Nobody's moving. They're driving. It's getting closer. They are five weeks from collision because that's when the uh, trade deadline's up. Uh, March 8th. March 8th. So, yeah, almost exactly. They're, they're coming towards each other, and either the Canes have to make a move for a goalie or Freddie Anderson has to return, or the third option is nobody turns their their wheel and they just collide. And then you're going into the postseason with Piotr Kochekov, who you're confident in, uh, Antti Ranta, who if he can regain his form of the last two postseasons, you feel halfway good about. Uh, but But you're definitely not rolling in there as confident as you would be if you had Freddie or one of the guys that might be available out there for a, a, a trade. So it's who flinches first, because here's the deal. If they both happen, you feel like you kind of overdid it, right? If you, if you send away future assets for a, a goalie and then two weeks later, Freddie's back, it's, it's, you both turned, you both flinched and now you have overkill and you've spent too many resources. However, if if you don't make the trade, you don't go make a move, and then Freddie doesn't come back, you feel like you, you made the wrong decision as well. So it's very much a game of chicken with high stakes, like any good game of chicken is. I'm not talking uh, chicken fights like you're in the, the pool, right? I'm not talking <laughs> those kind of chicken fights. I'm talking about old school chicken. So an update saying he's on the ice is like the the – Maybe the only thing that the the Canes need to strengthen their resolve to not flinch, to strengthen their resolve to say, you're going to come back. We don't have to make a move. We don't have to turn. You're going to come back. Which is a a dangerous game to play. Because the reason why it's so dangerous, the stakes are so high, is because the Canes have real high aspirations, right? Like, I mean, depending on where you're looking, they're starting to work their way back into Stanley Cup contender slash favorite status mm-hmm. and and uh that that comes with you don't want to make a, a decision that robs you of maybe that ability you also here's the thing here's the caveat with this we are assuming that freddie as soon as he steps back on the ice is going to be the freddie anderson that we saw in the playoffs last year same thing with coach Chekhov. Yep. we haven't seen him in a while we are assuming that he's going to come back and play at the high level that he was for a long time with this long period of, of time off for both these guys, obviously Freddie being longer, it's, it you just don't know. Like mm-hmm. that long layoff, who knows if – I mean, we saw Piotr Kochekov at the beginning of this year struggle, like big time. And obviously he got hot and was, was say, you know, even, strong for the month of December. But Even Ronta, think of how different he's looked. Exactly. At, I mean, at different points in this year, he was waived and also like one of the stars of a game. Like he's, yeah. he's done them both. So that's the thing. We're making the assumption that, okay, he's just going to – Pick up right, you know, where he left off. You know, he, he was playing okay in those six games that he played earlier this season, but that's it. That was a long time ago. He's mm. basically starting off like you're coming out of training camp. And you start to get to the point of does he need 
a week? Does he need three games before the playoffs? Where is that cutoff? Yeah, I mean, you're going to throw him into the – you're just going to throw him into the fire? Who knows that, what he's ready what to handle? That, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'll have a choice, but I can't imagine the blood pressure for Don Waddell and Rod Brindamore. If you get to the last two weeks of the season, you didn't make a trade for a goalie, mm-hmm. you still don't have any full confirmation that Freddie's coming back anytime soon, and, and they're going, I don't know, it's going to be close – Gosh, I would not want to be the whoever's got to got to calm them down. If he's not going to be, but when he comes on the ice and they say, "All right, projection is going to be back before the All Star or before the uh, the trade deadline," that is, if he's back before, before the, trade, the deadline, trade deadline, that makes their decision easy because I think that's plenty of time for him to get get right. Yeah, the, the interesting will be if nearing the trade deadline, we're hearing that he should be back with plenty of time for the playoffs. Should scares the heck out of me. To me, you can't mess around with maybes. Yeah, you can't. Be, hope is never a strategy. Hope. Well, we hope that he's going to be back by the no. Hope's not a strategy. You, if if you if you if you know that he's not going to be back after the trade deadline, you got to that. To me, that necess, necessitates a move. And and this is where, like I was saying, a timeline would be nice. This is where you just have to assume they have a ton more information than us, because the information we have is the extent of the release today, which is on ice conditioning. That's it. That's all we got. On ice conditioning for for Freddie Anderson. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.